Family Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Shawnee Pinkasic. As you can tell, we're getting in the mood for the holidays. Christmas is right around the corner, about 30 days away. Just celebrated Thanksgiving, and that means holiday stress is also upon us. With me today is my guest co-host, my friend Chu from Grace and Hope Consulting. She's written a brand new book called The Stress Relief Method, which talks about techniques and tips to deal with stress. Grab your cup of coffee, grab your notebook, and come back as I know you don't want to miss it. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in again to the Sunshiny Thoughts podcast. As I said in the beginning, we are going to be talking about dealing with holiday stress today. And I told you that my guest co-host is my friend, Shu, and she is here to talk to you as a bit of an expert and has a brand new book coming out on stress called The Stress Relief Method. So, Chu, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you handle holiday stress? Nice. Thanks for having me, Shawnee. Um, so yeah, I am um, I'm Shua Legra and I'm a certified Christian Christian counselor and life coach. And I actually just, like you said, wrote a book called The Stress Relief Method. So how I deal with stress is literally applying everything that I'm teaching others in the book and writing about. And one of it, it's you know, having the mindset that I want peace, that I deserve peace. And if I have the mindset that I want it, I deserve it, then I can start acting on it. And from that mindset, then I start eliminating things that do not bring me peace. And, you know, being really mindful of how I'm spending my time, how I'm spending not always time, but most like most importantly, how I'm spending my energy. Because we get stressed out because of how, you know, our energy is being dispensed, you know, wherever we're putting our energy at. So I'm really mindful of that. But, and also with, you know, being, prioritizing what's on my schedule, prioritizing, you know, how I spend my energy. And... Not letting things, you know, not trying to be like everybody else. I don't have to do holidays like, you know, the neighbor. I don't have to do my holidays like maybe my best friend because we're all different, we're all unique. I rather have an experience and enjoy the people that are important to me instead of just going through the motions and getting stressed out because things are not done a certain way or the meal was not done the way you wanted to or, I don't know, the activities were not planned how you wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. Fo- focusing on what really matters, you know, where are we even celebrating the holidays? Well, and a lot of it comes from we look at social media and we look at the pictures that everybody else has and we then we look mm-hmm. at our life and we're like, oh, yeah, and I could have done better there and, oh, why didn't I bake those cookies? And yeah. we forget what our limitations are and what God has called us to do because God mm-hmm. really doesn't want us to be too busy that we can't enjoy our life. You are a mom of three children and you have two boys and a girl. Mm-hmm. So why don't you share a little bit about them and what they love about the holidays? Sure. Uh, so I have three kids. My daughter's name is Hope, and she's 12. And then my boys are Gabriel and Daniel, and they're six and four. And I think what they like the most about the holidays is having the days of school, just being home, seeing the PJs, sleeping in. And <laughs> I know. Don't we all want that kind of life, you know? <laughs> I mean, my kids would like that every day if I allowed it. I know. That's my kids, too. So I think just being able to relax and, like, you know, not being rushed in the morning because we have to be somewhere at a certain time. Like, just have a really relaxed and laid back, you know, days, not even just one day, but, you know, especially the holidays a few days and all long. So they can enjoy, just enjoy having that a little more of a slow pace to life, you know. Yeah. 
And obviously, now, you know, now I know you have special needs children too, like mm -hmm. I do. And I know that comes with a challenge for the holidays. So now it's your boys, right? Yes. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. um, so how do they handle, why don't you tell us a little bit about their diagnosis and then how they handle the holidays? Sure. So, um, so actually all three, kids, three of my kids have diagnoses that will qualify them as special needs, I guess, you know, depending on how you look at it. So, um, I have kids, you know, among my kids, we have diagnoses like, you know, autism, we have um, uh, EOE, which is, I can never say the word right, you know, synophilic esophagitis, like an autoimmune disorder. We have mild cerebral palsy, we have um, ADD and ADHD, uh, depending on which kid it is. So, and we have a lot of over, like, food allergies, a lot of those, and um, migraine, chronic migraines, my daughter actually gets migraines, and anxiety. I have two of my kids who have really bad anxiety. So we have all of that to deal with, and it doesn't go away because the holidays. Like sometimes it gets amplified because of the holiday. Yeah. So what helps me um, and my kids is literally planning ahead. So even those days where we're like, you know, it's just it's a layback day talking about it ahead of time you know like especially my kids who are on the spectrum like they need the structure they need to know what to expect so then it kind of alleviates some of the anxiety and like what's going to especially if we have to go out like knowing what we're going to do where we're going who's going to be there what time we'll be back what's going to happen before and after so we talk about it and we do like my kids are very visual learners and which is it's pretty true for a lot of the kids with uh, neurodevelopmental uh, challenges, you know, whether it's ADD, ADHD, or autism, um, they're very visual. So we have things on the calendar, we have a uh, calendar on the computer, on my, on my phone, so we can like track it and they can see it, it makes sense to them. Um, we have this board uh, on our kitchen, it's like a nice little magnet, so we kind of put this magnet there, like, especially with the younger one, it makes more sense to him. So mm -hmm. definitely like, preparing them is what makes a big difference. Because if I, if I just, you know, if let's go home and then I'm like, oh, we have to go to the store. It's like one o'clock. It's like that. It's a meltdown for everybody in different ways. They all, you know, have different kind of meltdowns. But it's because it's like they have to literally train their, like, you know, shift, you know, in their brain mm -hmm. from being calm and relaxed to not have to get up. I have to get dressed. I have to walk to the door. I have to get sit down. We don't think about it that way. But when you have, you know, neurodevelopmental uh, challenges, you know, like autism or ADHD, like you literally are thinking for each step is a challenge. Like each step is something that your brain has to adjust to, you know, things that we take, the rest of us might take for granted. Like just like we just go through the motion because, you know, it's automatic. Well, for, 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 for others, it's not automatic. It's work. Every yeah. step, you know, every action. So planning ahead definitely helps and talking about it so the kids know what to expect makes a big well, difference. And I know, I know for me as a young, uh, when I was a younger mom, I had um, McGuire and McGuire had sensory processing disorder. So I had in my mind what the holiday was supposed to look like. And then you get the camera and you get all ready and we'd have all three mm -hmm. boys, you know, and oh, it's going to be perfect. And then McGuire would just have a meltdown from just the touch of his shirt was too much for him. Yes, or yes. he heard a noise. We were at the photo studio um, back then. I worked at the photo studio and we were at the photo studio one time when I had this perfect photo shoot planned, just ideal in my mind of what I thought was going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And McGuire had the world's biggest meltdown. Mm. And instead, we did not get the perfect Christmas pictures. We had to be one of those parents that I've had in the studio before that had to come back and reshoot. Mm -hmm. And 
then there were other times, and it was just like, I, I think we were throwing too much at him because he was overloaded with all his sensory. And the more I learned about sensory processing, the more I learned about his condition, mm -hmm. I started to be more mindful of, he mm -hmm. can't handle this, let's not go out for so long. We're going to take him to a crowd where, you know, we think he wants to see Blue's Clues, but Blue's Clues is going to make him scream. And yeah. why pay, you know, $100 for tickets when you're going to end up being, you know. But it, it's little things that we had to learn along the way. Right, right. And yeah, I think that's what we do with the holidays. You know, we gear up towards that idea of I have to, we get those calendars, you know, and I know you've seen mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And it's like all the stuff to do to give your kids the perfect Christmas. And we stress ourselves out. I mean, yes. we yeah. try to do every day of the advent calendar, which I don't do well with those, even though I try. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, Elf on the Shelf has never worked in my house because sometimes I forget to move the elf and mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. there. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm that mom. But, you know? But then you more than I do. <laughs> then you log into Facebook and you see all these parents who are doing all this stuff, and you're like, "Oh, and my kids are getting a tree for Christmas and stockings." Mm -hmm. So, what do you think moms can do to shift their mindset to not look so much at the comparison of Christmas, but enjoy the season of Christmas? And I think it goes back to like you said, our mindset. Like what I had to teach myself and I teach over women, it's remember the real gift is you. You know, your presence, like and there's no toys, no money, no, I don't know, biggest gadget in the world that will replace your presence in your kid's life. So, you know, if all we can get do for this Christmas is the tree and the stocking, that is totally fine. And I think if we start, you know, talking to our kids about, you know, the value of the holidays or why we're celebrating, you know, what's important to us, you'll be surprised how kids will literally go off the floor. But some kids start flipping out, like people say, like, you know, if I don't get them a gift, they're going to flip out. Well, because mm -hmm. we taught them to expect a gift, right? And there's, right. There's, also, if, there's so many even gifts, there's, so, there's a lot of gifts, like it can be totally free, you know, and, and not just for the holidays, for birthdays, for any time of the year, like even doing those coupon certificates of like time with mom, you know, we'll go for a walk together, we'll go, we'll have a picnic together at the park, you know, we'll just have a date to two of us. So there's things like that you can give them that doesn't cost anything, right? But and then the kids learn to value what we value because we, they see us. You know, we were modeling that to them. So if we show them that time is valuable more than any gift, any tangible item, then when we start giving them more of our time, they start valuing that as well. Um, so that's from like a kid's perspective, like how to, you know, help them, I guess, you know, when there's no gifts or not as many gifts so they don't have right. the newest, you know, game. But also from a mom perspective, like I was saying, like you do more than I do. I don't do the health on the shelf. I don't do that. You know, I don't even do the advent calendar, honestly. Like I do my own devotionals, for example, and we pray with the kids, but I, I, like, I don't follow a ritual for the holidays. And that's just something that works for me. And like you have to know what works for you and your family. At the end of the day, there's nobody wants a grumpy, you know, grumpy mom, you know, on Christmas morning. <laughs> nobody. It doesn't make anybody happy, right? So why stress yourself out to the point where you lose your joy in trying to make this a perfect thing, and then at the end, everybody's miserable? 
Yeah, and I and I, I'll be honest, I've been that mom on Christmas morning because we've been up all night wrapping presents and going, you know, oh, we got all this stuff to do. And then I look at it and I'm like, I really didn't enjoy the holiday. And we have a tradition that we keep the tree up till um till Carly's birthday. Carly's birthday's in mid January. And mm-hmm. they always thought the tree was for her growing mm-hmm. up. So we keep the tree up till Carly's birthday and then we take it down just so we can sometimes get more of the season in because we've been so busy. Um, I know last year as a, you know, being on my own with two boys, I got caught up in working and I literally celebrated Christmas at work every day, mm-hmm. working in retail, but I yeah. forgot to decorate my house. <laughs> it came down to one point I looked at it, I go, I think it's December like 15th and we still don't have a tree. Um, we might want to do something about it. <laughs> and that's because that's something that's important to you. And that's what I was getting at. It's like, you know, you need to know what's important to you as a, you as a person and also important to you as a family. And then you can stick to that, right? It's like for me, like, no, I love that you guys have the tree and that's something that you your family enjoy doing. For me, like, I'm not a decorating person. Like, you know, that's not something that... You know, that's important to me, for example. So what happens for in my house for Christmas, especially now that the kids are, you know, my daughter's older, if she wants the lights and she wants to tree shake, she puts it up. That's why actually I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook. So she has the lights in her room and the tree. I saw that. <laughs> I know. So like I give her the freedom to do that, you know, and the past couple years, um, my youngest is actually, his birthday is December 22nd. So it's little three days before Christmas. So I was, I had to give myself an excuse not to put the tree up until after his birthday. So we have his birthday party and then that night or the next day, you know, we put the tree up. Um, but now that he's getting older, like if he asks for a tree, we'll do one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, again, it's, again, for me, it's, it's not something that I, you know, I was put as a priority, you know, for me, my like was like, I'm more like a time person. Cause if you say the, um, the love languages, we all have different type, you know, different ways of receiving love. Right. So for me, it's not always the tangible stuff. It's that time together. So I, during the holidays, I plan more like, you know, family trips, you know, family, you know, family activities, you know, things that we get to do together because everybody's home, we have more time to do so. Um, so you have to know, yeah, you have to know what works for your family. And then if that works for your family, it doesn't matter what the next person is doing. You know, I don't bake cookies, to be honest. My daughter bakes cookies now, but I'm not a baker. So, and I had to be, I had to be okay with it. Cause you no, know, I was happier when I wasn't stressed out and doing everything everybody was doing. And my kids at first, my daughter like, well, so I'm just doing this. I'm like, yeah, that's their house. That's how they celebrate. That's not how we do it here. If you want to bake, that's fine. We will bake because that's time we're spending together. But I don't make that as priority. So again, well, for me, for me, often it's my health challenge that makes it hard for me. So some Christmases I felt like less than a parent or less than a mom because we didn't get that perfect Christmas because, you know, a flare up kicked in and I couldn't walk and couldn't do the things that the parents were doing. So what would you say to, to over like to help with that? Because I know a lot of moms that we've talked to struggle with health issues and that. Yeah. yeah. How do we make it so we don't push ourselves beyond our limits? Right. And like I have health issues too. And I had days where, you know, like last Christmas, I literally came back home from the hospital uh, after having a stroke. I came home like a week before Christmas. I was now lifting. I could barely walk myself. You know, I could barely talk because it was after the stroke. So it seemed like I didn't give myself my kids any Christmas because I didn't even plan for anything. But then, you know, 
we had we were blessed that a lot of people you know Christian and all these secret Santa just came out of nowhere and you know and made this a good big Christmas for my family but it wasn't something that I planned and it goes back to again having that conversation with your kids like right now you know I'm not feeling well but I still want to spend time with you like it just not don't really just think about it as the just for the holidays even all year round like when we're having those flare-ups you know when we're not feeling well communicating more with your kids because that also tells them that we're humans you know we're not trying to be you know we're all super moms and because we are mom and we know just being a mom alone makes you super super woman like like that in my book right but we don't have to work so hard at being strong you know we're already strong because we take care of these kids you know so it's okay to take that time to rest because when you take like I I share in the book like self-care is like you know the key that unlocks you know your emotional wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, like your wellness in general, the key that unlocks it's self-care. So especially when you really have health issues like we do, then knowing like, you know, I cannot push myself too much because you're not going to pay for it later, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, there's the spoon fairy. So like, no, it's like you can get out so much energy doing one activity, but you know, then that takes away the energy that you have to do something else later. And then well, back to priority, what's important to you at that time? So prioritize even your energy, like how much you can do and talk to, talk to the kids about it. Like right now, mom is not that feeling well. I can do one thing. So here's the option. Which one do you guys want to pick? Not only tells the kids that you care enough to still make time for them and, you know, do something with them. But then it also gives them choice. You know, you give them a few options. They get to pick one and they feel like they're in control. And you still do whatever it's, it, you, your family wants to do and you're preserving your health. Because in the long run, you know, it, there's no need for us to literally, you know, bring the health down where we're you know, glued to the bed all day because we're, not, we're sick and miss out so much of a kid's lives. You know, I'd rather do a little bit each day and be here longer than do too much in one day and end up not being there at all. If that makes sense. Totally agree. Because I've done it where I've pushed and pushed and pushed and cleaned the whole house in a day because I thought it would be the great thing to do and then ended up in bed for a week. Yeah. So it's 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 yeah. learning your balance. So you know, we talked you talked about self-care. So what are some good self-care tips to do during the holidays? Oh, make time for yourself. <laughs> Don't just be running from left to right and you know up and down and everywhere. I think like you know a lot of people and I hear this you know mostly for women from women, but I will say oh my goodness, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm surviving. I'm like oh, I'm running like you know with like a chicken from my head cut off. And like we do that to ourselves, you know. And I know like you know life happens. You know like some of us with you know kids with special needs and even if you're caring for you know maybe your parents, like there's things that you cannot take off your plate. So those are the things that should be a priority, right? And then everything else should come after you've taken care of yourself. Like even with your kids, like like I said, if you don't take care of yourself, you won't be there long enough to take care of them. So I think with self-care, starting with, again, with the back to the mindset, I'm really, you know, big on that because everything's, you no, know, the Bible even says, men think it's so easy. Everything starts with what you think in your mind. You know, so if you think that you are worth your own time, that you deserve to be taken care of, then you start, you know, providing that for yourself. Because you can't always wait for, you know, yes, the holiday's coming, maybe your birthday, your birthday or an anniversary, you're waiting for that, um, that gift card certificate, you know, gift card to the spa. That's great, but those don't come every day, right? No. So what can you do, you know, what can you do in five minutes? What can you do in 10 minutes? What can you do in a half hour if you have that much time? And also, it's okay to even include your family. That's something I write also in the book. It's, you know, to include, include your family 
in your self-care. Like in my house, we have time where it's reading time, where it's, I was some quiet, quiet time. Just find something you can, they can do, the kids can do quietly. Then I, I need to read, for example. If I need a nap, it's time for them to take me to watch a movie. And they can watch a movie in my room, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I still kind of replenish my energy so I can be there for the next moment, right? Um, so yeah, definitely you know, have a mindset of self-care. Self-care is more mindset than it is activity. And then two, think about my health, uh, Think about self-care more than just a, an activity that you do. It's even how you talk to yourself is self-care. You know, for me, my self-care every day, it's using like my I statement, you know, proclaiming God's word in the morning, like claiming those promises that make sense to me that, that I need in that moment. That is self-care because in my mind, it's set where it needs to be, you know, on the word of God, you know, I feel, you know, I feel strong just leaning on those promises, right? And then as I do things for the day, I can say five minutes to breathe, take my, you know, do deep breathing. I can, you know, say two minutes, you know, to do a prayer or whatever time you have. I think sometimes we, we worry about self-care as like, well, I don't have time to take care of myself. I don't have the money. All those things I said, honestly, are free. And then two, you can do them even hiding in the bathroom for two minutes. I've done that. Like when I'm so frustrated, I'm like, I just need some, I need a long time. And in my house, we talk a lot about that. Mom needs a long time. So and some of my sister and my brother needs a long time. And we give people that space, you know, just go and take care of yourself. Breathe, pray, you know, stretch, do jumping jacks whatever you need to do read a book but do something that just you know to take care of yourself and it the activity is going to be different for each one of us but i think you know remind yourself that you need this you you know (laughs) yeah you deserve it and your family needs you to do that stuff so that you're there longer and happier and if you're happy you know most likely everybody will be happy right (laughs) yeah and and that's what we try to tell the kids about date night with you know jason and i we try to say mom and dad need date night because Mm-hmm. It would have work in our marriage, and, and it'll be better for you guys if we take this time, and it's the same thing. You have mm-hmm. to take that time. You have to pour into yourself. Yes. You can't pour out into others if you have nothing left. Back yes. to that lovely spoon theory, which, you know, I know many of us don't have that many of. Well, another thing that we need to do during the holidays is we get to run into those people that we don't always have the best relationships with. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people sometimes dread going to oh yeah, people's houses because they clashed with so-and-so. And then, so what tips do you have on dealing with the family stress? Yeah. So with the family stress, again, pick deciding if it's worth the effort. It like, and I don't say that lightly to say, well, just ditch your family, no. But sometimes if you know that you've tried to work at this relationship, it's been toxic, it's been unhealthy. And every time you get there, you know, your kids are having, you know, even maybe yourself, you're having an anxiety attack. And somebody's cussing over there, you don't want your kids to hear that. And you've tried this two, three, four times, and it hasn't changed. Is it worth for you to go there another six, six times? Right, <laughs> and because it goes back to those expectation because we think that everybody's do getting together with their family, we have to do that. Not necessarily. Sometimes we have to. We can create our own family. You know, yesterday was Thanksgiving. I went. You know, I spent Thanksgiving with friends from church, and then the rest of the day I was home with my kids. I still got to see, see some of my family today, like day after Thanksgiving. But it wasn't like oh, because it's a holiday, we have to see each other. And again, the issue with that, I think, is. If you don't work in a relationship all year round and you think that it's going to just in, magically, you know, be well on Thanksgiving it, or ho- whatever holiday it is, it's not going to work. 
right? So take the time, one, to work on the relationship, you know, throughout the year. And that's what makes, you know, the more time you spend with people, the more you relate, the more you bond, the more to get to know each other, the more you even know each other's, you know, buttons and, you know, what not to, topics not to discuss. But if you really try that and it's hard, then you have to decide, is this worth my peace right now? Right. You know, in the book, I talk about loving people from a distance. You know, if you know that, you know, you know that, you know, you try everything in this relationship and it's not healthy and it's at the end, everybody's miserable. Is it worth going to that event just because you, so that other people can see you showed up? You see, it goes back to, because if you really know that it's not going to help you, it's not going to serve you, it's not serving the person, it's not serving your kids, your family, and you're only showing up so people can see that you were there. And again, it goes back to, you cannot live your life, you know, like everybody else. You don't have to do holidays like everybody else. Save your own sanity, you know? It's like, honestly, save you, you know, you, I think it's in the book, uh, it's actually a quote in the book where I said it, but, you know, you don't gamble with your peace. Right. You, know, you need to know your triggers and you need to aim at them like in a very strategic way. And if, if you know, you know that your trigger is being around relatives who are just negative or toxic and it's not helping, then you know, and you know right now it's now, you know, time to work on it or it's not worth time or, you know, you maybe it needs to wait then don't put yourself in that situation, right? Or if you must go because the rest of the family wants to go, go and find one person. Something I tell people, find like kids, for example, when I work with teens, like, well, the whole family's going, mom and dad said I have to go, and then I'm stuck going there. And sometimes, just like a segue, like I work some, like I do trauma work. So sometimes I work with kids who, or teens who've been abused by, you know, an uncle and then it's a holiday they're forcing the kids to go back you know where the uncle was i'm like you're not helping your kids right now you know let them heal first let them recover and make sure that the person that you're sending the, you this person that you know committed the abuse has changed right and that there's there's no there's new life there so and that like that's just from the abuse part but also for all of us if you're forced to go there because everybody else wants to go maybe find one person at least that you can connect with at that in that moment and just focus your time with that and it's okay to even tell, tell that person ahead of time that i'm coming to this event i'm coming to the gathering but I, it's usually hard for me would you mind if i hang out with you you know it's a good idea and that we have something to do. And something that it also works well, there's especially family gatherings that have kids, that's your gateway, honestly. Like when you have kids that just, <laughs> go play with the kids, read them a book, like spend your time with them. And that keeps you away from all the, you know, the gossip and all the arguments and all the tension and all the putting down, like all the negative things that the adults are doing, you can go hang out with the kids and avoid all that, you know? Yeah. But that will be, I think, the nutshell. Like that, that would probably be my tip. If you have to go and it's toxic, yeah. So think first, do I really have to go? Is this worth it in the long run? If it's worth it, find somebody, one person that you can connect with. And if you can't find anyone that you can talk to, then hang out with the kids or go help. Find something, you know, because when you start serving, you even forget about the issues, right? Be the one that's going to be serving the food at the table and putting the tissues away. And just, it might look like a busy body, but it keeps you, if it's going to keep your mind, you know, at peace, <laughs> then maybe wow. it's best to wow, do that then too. Necessary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's key because often we put ourselves in those situations and we stress ourselves out even more. Mm-hmm. because we feel we have to see grandma or we have to see that aunt or uncle. And we're like, oh, it's what is required. Growing up, I was told it's what's required of you. Mm. My mom would drag us everywhere, and we had to go see people that 
you know, it wasn't until I read the book Boundaries and I learned it was okay to like put that boundary up and yeah. not make my kids do it. Yeah. I was like, okay, if they don't want to, we're good. Yeah. You know, we're planning this family trip right now to go to um, Buffalo for Christmas. Um, a couple weeks beforehand, but still for Christmas. Yeah. And some of our kids have voiced the opinion that they don't want to be there. Mm. That they would rather stay home or hang out with grandpa or do something else and not take a five-hour car ride, even though it's going to be fun. And so we had to sit down and say, okay, are we going to force them to go? Or are we going to just say, okay, you're, you're old enough. You know, it's mostly the older kids, so it's not the younger yeah. Right, right. But it's it's them saying, you know, hey, that's not what we want to do. We'd rather do this instead. Mm -hmm. We'll do something local with you instead. But the idea oh. of that is just not appealing. Mm -hmm. And my typical how I would have reacted was I would have guilted them into it. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Grandpa's going to be so sad that he doesn't get to see you. And, you know, and I just, mm -hmm. no, I'm just like. Free will, okay. As long as I know you're good, you're good. Have fun, and we'll have our trip. And and but I think that's the thing, you know. Rather than taking our kids and going, okay, you have to do this, and making their holiday uncomfortable because we're putting them in that situation, right. putting ourselves in that situation. There's that boundary drawing. Yeah, and especially when the kids are older too. Like at some time, we don't realize that when we are take when we're always the one making the decision. We're taking, we're telling them that they're not capable of doing that. Mm -hmm. And as they get older, they kind of assume that role that everybody has to decide for them. So they never have a voice. Yeah. If we want our kids to be able to advocate for themselves, to be able to stand up for themselves, you know, at school, at work, wherever they are, then we have to still give them opportunities to do so. Right. And I'm not saying that let your kids run your house. No, because you still have to set boundaries, but boundaries within choice, you know, is often I give the example, you know, I want my kids to eat veggies, right? The doctor said it's healthy. I know it's healthy. That's what they need to eat. But does it matter if they eat a broccoli or carrot or if they eat asparagus or beets? You see what I mean? So my goal, think about your goal, your goal at hand is my goal is like for the kids to eat vegetables. Then I give them the choice of which vegetable they eat. So I'm setting a boundary. I set the rule that we're all eating vegetables, but I'm still giving them some control deciding which vegetable they eat. So same thing for your family, you know, vacation. If it's the older kids, you know, I know that your oldest is like 21, you know, they're old enough to be home by themselves. And if you're okay with that, you know, if the goal is like, you know, to take the younger ones to see where you guys grew up and all that, then maybe, you know, you guys have that conversation and decide, you know, is, do they really have to go? And if they're going to stay, what are kind of parameters are you letting them stay? You know, what would be your rules while they're staying? Because they're older. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I've already mapped that out for good, some good. of them. Of, yeah, good. you're not having any friends over while we're gone. And, you know, and they know that. And they're pretty good with those rules. But I just I just like that you said, you know, we can do that with our kids. We can, we can tell them that, hey, you know. Because like I said, my, I was drugged to all those holiday parties with my mother and I have horrific memories of some of them like being just put in situations that were just not comfortable for me as a child. And, but she was happy because it was 
Yeah. It's perfect for her, and it looks good, you know, from the outside because she. Yeah. 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 All right, everybody. We're gonna take a short break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes with two and some more of our holiday tips. Stay tuned. Thanks, everyone, for joining us again on the Sunshiny Thoughts podcast. We have had a great conversation between Chu and I about dealing with holiday stress. And she took some time and she found a verse that you guys can carry with you through the holidays to remember not to stress so much and how to deal with it. So I was thinking about a lot of that, a lot of the things that I just shared about how, you know, we have to change our mindset or how we see ourselves, how we, you know, knowing that we deserve, you know, to take care of ourselves and that we deserve peace, right? Because yeah. the Bible tells us that, you know, my peace I leave to you and, not as the world gives, but only the peace that comes from God. So because we know God really wants us to lead, to give us peace, and he really has given us that to us, how do we access it? That's kind of the verse that I got, you know, I want to share. So I'm reading from Romans 12, verse 2. It says, do not conform, from the, conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So if we keep looking for how everybody else is celebrating the holidays, if we keep always look, thinking that the grass is always green on the other side, you know, being like the Jones, when we are honestly not pleasing God because we are trying to conform to the pattern of, the, pattern of this world. Right. So we need to transform our mind and seeing, still looking, okay, what does God want me to do for this holiday? How does God want me to celebrate? It's okay to start a new tradition. And if God is like, you know, nagging you to do something different this year, and you're just like, well, that's not what everybody else does. That's not what I always done before. Maybe you should consider this again. And I'm going to read it again. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And like I said, God wants you to be at peace. He already given you peace. <laughs> so if he wants us to be at peace, then we should stop, you know, trying to be with everybody, like everybody else and actually renew our mind so we can live the peace that he's already given us. Yeah, and a great way to renew your mind is to be in the word. And actually when those situations come up, hit it back with scripture and say, nope, the Bible says, <laughs> you know, and just yeah. hit it back. And in the more you do that, the more disciplined you become in realizing that you have that peace that yeah. the devil is trying to take away from you. Exactly. Now exactly. you have a fabulous book coming up and I'm a little partial yeah. because I've helped you <laughs> with the launch. So we'll yeah. put that little disclaimer in there. But you want to tell our listeners about the book and what they'll find if they pick it up. Yes. So the book is The Stress Relief Method, and it's a six guide to creating a life of less stress. That's what the book is about. And I go, you know, share a little bit of my story, how stress affected me and about a lot of health issues and you know, I kind of lost my identity in the stress of it all. And, you know, how I was able to reclaim that by applying these six steps. And the book talks about the steps, but then not just like giving the step and saying this is what you do. But at each, with each step, kind of breaks it down with very, you know, practical and, you know, um, easy and simple action steps. 
and so that's why I think it's a really good guide. And and it's one of those things like you know when God puts puts stuff in your heart, you're just like I don't know God. Like you know I know it worked for me, and I used it for a lot of people that I counsel and coach, but I never put it in the book. But guys, like it's time. And the the funny thing about this, I was thinking about it this morning. Um, after you and I message how this book originally I was planning to publish it in August. That that was what I had in mind. And again, because well that's what the goal is, that was my plan. But mm-hmm. obviously that was not God's plan. And this morning I was thinking about it, I'm like, wow. And even now, like I, it was supposed to be done like what a week ago out and it's still been like there's been issue with the edit editor and issue with the formatting. It's like everything is like delayed more than I ever wanted to. But this morning I was thinking about it, just kind of praying like, okay, I don't know like, what, what God's trying to show me here. And, you know, exactly what I was saying with this, this verse, you know, I had to renew my mind and see that God's timing is always perfect. People need stress relief right now, this season oh, of the year, right? So I could have got this book out in August and people probably would have forgotten about it by November and December. But, you know, God in his, you know, master plan knew that people needed this book now even as i waited to get the book out i got more things to add there so yeah so if you the book's about to launch it's about to come out and if you um want to book and i hope you do because i know it's going to make a difference in your life and the you know, people that you care about um probably follow me on facebook so my offer page is um you know facebook.com slash shoe allegra and if you, if you just you know type in my name the first name is c h o u and then Halegra is with the H, so it's H-A-L-L-E-G-R-A. And then, you know, like there's my offer page is a public page. So that's why, that's what the page that you want to like and follow because all the details will be dropping on there. And you can see when it's pulled, when the books goes up. But it's really coming up soon. Like, honestly, I think within a week or two, it's going to be out. And I really, really encourage you to take it. And the first few days it's going to be a really ridiculous price and it's not because you know i i don't care about my work it's because i care more about you than i care about the, the money so i want to make sure that everybody can put their hand on it and get it and make it accessible to all and once you read you get it then because i know it's gonna make a difference so definitely you know follow me on facebook on my offer and speaker page that's where you find all the details yeah and you also have a lot of great facebook lives that you do throughout the week that are encouraging for people to stop by and learn some help yes helpful yes. things as well and it's great to see your ministry growing and to see so many more people coming on and and taking what you have to say and applying it and that's the great thing about what you do yes yes yeah it's well, been a blessing it's it's been incredible to watch and I've only been here for a tiny little bit. <laughs> but you know, it's amazing what God has done through the women of this conference and just how he is just pouring out his blessing on all of us. And it's just like, okay, I didn't imagine this. And you know, I looked at a year ago and I'm like, Oh, a year ago I felt this way. And I started the podcast and I wrote the book and I'm like, okay. And I didn't think I could do all these things, but God, you know, and then giving it to him and, and saying, okay, God, I'll do this. And yes. then it's okay. This is what it is now. But it's, I, as I told Jason, I said, it's incredible. I go, you know, we would have been able to accomplish so much for the Lord and on you God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and just how we all are just friends and can hang out together and laugh. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just amazing. But I am so thankful for you and your family and all that you've taught me and helped with my children. 
she also does a number of, um, on her website, you'll find that she does a number of things to help families with special needs. You've got various other parts to your ministry, too. You want to talk about those? Yeah, about um, the special needs ministry. You've got special needs. You've got trauma. Why don't yes. we cover just a little bit? <laughs> yeah, so with... Um, Oh yeah, like you said, it's amazing how just God been just blessing and opening um, more doors to do more for Him. So with the so with the trauma work, so I am a certified clinical trauma professional. So what it is is just I'm a mental health professional who does trauma work and help people recover from like things like abuse and neglect and you know anything that's traumatic. So with that, I usually run a program that goes for 10 weeks and it's all online and, and you can, you know, access, there's like one week where it's a recorded teaching or a session and then the next one is a live session where we actually get to, you know, dig down and deep, dig deeper and talk about your specific situation. But I give you the tools to kind of recover from trauma and start finding yourself and finding your identity and, you know, claim, reclaiming your life pretty much. Um, and so that's one of the programs that I do with the special need community. Like I said, I have kids who have special needs. I have, you know, my own health issues as well. So I do some coaching for families. There is a group actually for families who have, um, and they need not just kids, but any, any loved ones with like autism, ADD or ADHD. Um, there is a Facebook group for you know, families who are dealing with those things. And I'm starting next year, actually in January, I'm working on starting a family coaching program where, you know, caregivers will join and kind of just learn like something like things we talked about earlier today, like how, you know, we navigate the holidays with your loved one, you know. Um, so it's going to be more like, not quite like a mastermind. People usually look at mastermind like more like business-like. This is more like a group coaching session. I'll do like open my calendar once a month and, you know, meet with and with loved ones and just kind of support them in their journey. And I've been distilled for quite some time uh, working in there and then living it. So I have a lot of resources, a lot of connections, and um, really just a heart to help families really, you know, go this journey with more peace and more joy. Yeah, because they'd say it's very easy in the middle of this journey. I have found to lose your joy because you yes. see your child going yeah. through so much and you can't take it away. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you just have to have your child prayed for a little more and it'll go away. And I, it doesn't always work that way, um, at least not with my kids. Um, you know, it often doesn't just, it's, there's no magic pill that we'd like to give our kids. And it's, it's stressful. I mean, when you get the doctor's appointments, the therapies, everything you have to do, it gets a little overwhelming. And you know, I'm glad you do have that program because I do feel it's a it's huge need. Well, we are going to close with a word of prayer because yes. we are so thankful for this time of year and just the blessing that God has given us. If you have any questions, her links will be in the bottom of the show notes and you'll be able to get in contact with her directly. I encourage you to do so. I know you'll be encouraged. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the blessing of this show and God just for Shu and her ministry and just how she continues to be a light to women who need to hear that stress is not the way that God has for you to live your life, but he wants you to live with perfect peace. Yes. Lord, I thank you for how you have brought forth the words 
from her today and that I pray it'll be a blessing to every mom that listens, every woman that listens, that they will realize that it's okay to take care of themselves and to not stress themselves out over the holidays, but to remember the real reason for the season. And that is that Jesus Christ came as a baby to be our Lord and Savior. And God, I thank you for that. I thank you for how much you loved us, that you would give us your son. And we ask, Lord, that you would bring a blessing on Shu and her family, that we continue to bless her ministry, and that you would bless this book launch, Lord. Mm -hmm. And I ask these things in your name. Amen.